I believe God has a huge word for us. I uh, really want to thank Gabe for being here. Uh, Gabriel Cepeda. Uh, who loves it when people from Ecuador come and preach? Huh? Come on, man. Bienvenidos. Come on. You the man. Are you, you using this? What do you? Okay. All right. So you got, you got this thing. So come on up here. I don't know what you need. But, uh, you the man. Do you want to speak in Spanish or English? Espanol. We got a few here speaking Polish. We can have a Polish message. There we go. Uh, so no, but let me just pray for our brother. And uh, I know he's a real gift from God. Thank you, Lord, for uh, for Gabriel. And Lord, even as his name uh, is a messenger, and so even today we call forth the message that you've given him. And Lord, we want to hear it. We want to hear from you. Uh, we want to hear what you have to say. Uh, we want our hearts touched. And so thank you for our brother, for his wife. And, um, and for this entire team, speak to us, Jesus. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Gabriel's also a pretty newlywed. Last time he was here, he's not married. So a big congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you. I definitely, you know, if you want to prove that God exists, I'm married. Because my wife probably was blind, you know. <laughs> Anyways. Why do we worship? Let's start with a, with a question. Why do we worship? Good. Now, is it because it's part of the agenda? You know, I mean, we church, we need to worship. We have worship, especially, you know, help us, uh, the people who get laid in the service to come. You know, you know who they are. Don't look at to the right or left. Good. Is it because... Is it just a tradition? Is it because music attracts people? Why do we worship? Now, I can tell you a bunch of reasons why we worship. But I'm just going to give you two. Dos. There are a little bit of Spanish there. Dos. So, um, now, if you are like me and you, and you forget what I ate for breakfast this morning, I'll invite you to um, take notes if you have your phone. Although, don't go on Facebook, please. Um, if you have a, 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 a book or something, please take notes. But why do we worship? Well, first, worship helps, helps us uh, fix our perspective. Put their perspective. Worship fixes my perspective. Everyone in this room has issues, problems, Hardships, challenges. I need to make sure I don't fall. Some of you have more than others. One time I was in a church and I said, who, uh, who has uh, problems? Uh, and a gentleman in the back raised everything in his feet, you know. It's me. You know, some of us struggle with financial hardships. Some of us struggle with finding a calling. What is God calling me to? Some of us struggle with physical things, sickness, pain, uh, uh, something that is troubling us. Others are struggling with relationships, friendships. Others struggle with romantic relationships. But just as you, I also have problems. You know, I also get sick. 
I actually got sick from COVID as well. And let me tell you, that was not fun. That was not fun. But God is good. Amen. The interesting thing is in John 16, 33, the Bible says, in this world you will have what? Travels. Think about it for a moment. In this world you have what? That is a promise. Thank you, Jesus. You are so encouraging. You have promise. I mean, you have, you have tribulations. See, I have issues already. And let me tell you, that promise has become true. We have that. Now, all of us having problems is not the actual problem. Wait a minute, wait a minute, Gabriel. What are you trying to say? Yes, your problem is not the real problem. The problem is that we pay too much attention to the problem, and we fix our eyes on our problem, and we forget that God is in control. That is the real issue. Now, how do we pay attention to those problems? Well, we think about it all day. Oh, my goodness, I don't know what to do. How am I going to pay that mortgage? How am I going to do this? But the doctor told me that I'm sick. Think about it. You wake up. Oh, my goodness, this problem is just, how am I going to tell that person? How am I going to overcome this? How am I going to pay my car payment next month? Number two, we give energy and time to that problem. Constantly, every energy that you have, every minute, you put it in the problem. And that is the real problem. And all of a sudden, the problem that was little in comparison to our powerful God becomes bigger because we fix our eyes on the problem, not on Jesus. Let me illustrate this for you. I have two bottles here. Of course, my team that came with me knows what I'm going to do, so they're going to be ready with cameras. Okay, so let me illustrate this. See this right here? Everybody can see this? That's a lid. This is how problems really are, you know, in comparison with everything around us right here. This is what? Little, right? When we start paying too much attention to the problem, go, oh my goodness, I don't know what to do about this. All of a sudden, the problem goes, oh my goodness, but I don't know what I'm going to do in this. Then all of a sudden, problems get in our way. And the only interesting thing with problems is that they don't come alone. They usually come together. So then you have another problem. My problem fall. And this is in this stage that people say something that like this. Wow, this is going to be impossible with this. People say something like this with this in our eyes. Where is God? 
I can't see him. Well, I'm just going to give up with this. <laughs> Where is God? I cannot see him. Because we concentrate too much on the problem that covers our vision. And we cannot see anything but our problems. Does that make sense so far? I hope you took pictures. You know, but that's the reason we need to worship. Worship helps fix my perspective. Instead of being, oh my goodness, I can't see anything. Where is God? And all of a sudden, and you concentrate on the issues, you all of a sudden start concentrating on God and saying, how great is our God? Sing with me, how great. And all of a sudden, the problem goes, how great is our God? That's the key. Why do we sing, I can have the piano here, why do we sing how great is our God? Is it because God forgot that he's a great God? Imagine, how great is our God? And God goes, that's right. I am great. Oh. So sorry, my, my, my son. I forget about that. Do you think God acts that way? Is for us to fix our perspective. When we sing, How great is our God. Sing with me, How great is our God. And always sing, How great, how great is our God. We start remembering, Yes, God is great. Yes, God is faithful. Yes, God is powerful. Yes, my issue, my little problem is just that. A little problem in comparison with a big God. So help me out singing. And how great is our God. And sing with me how great is our God. And always sing how great, how great. Our God. This is my favorite hymn. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. Let me know if you know this. Ready? How great. Come on, if that's for God, you can do it louder than that. And that's what happens when we worship. 
we take off our eyes from this little problem and we turn to Jesus. How many reasons I said I was going to give you this morning? How many I have given you? Okay. Worship fixes my perspective. Number two, worship allows us to keep a grateful heart. Again, worship allows us to keep a grateful heart. Why is it so important to keep a grateful heart? Well, Psalm 104 says what? Enters his courts with thanksgiving. We just celebrated thanksgiving. I see some of you, you know, like you look at me, I ate really good. <laughs> you know, people say that the Holy Spirit is someone around here. You know, that's why some people are more spiritual than others, as you can see. It's a joke, my brother. Just laugh. You, can you imagine how unpleasant is to be with somebody that complains all the time? Oh, imagine somebody that complains in heaven. Oh, my gosh, this streets of gold. There's dust of gold here. Or imagine in the supper of the Lamb. Oh, my gosh, the chicken wings are over. Why didn't you know, cook more? Imagine that in heaven, somebody complaining. I don't think that will happen. I believe that in heaven, the actual language is thankfulness. But it's so interesting to be with somebody that complains. Oh, my gosh, my car has so many issues. Oh, did you see that, brother? His accent, I cannot understand him. Or like my wife said this morning, that shirt that he's wearing is not matching his pants. How horrible is to complain all the time? Do you know someone, in, someone that complains? Now, don't look at to your right, to your left again. Just look at me. Keep looking at me. The problem is people who are com like complain all the time. Why this? Why that? It's because they don't connect with the heart of God. God's heart is a heart of gratefulness, thankfulness. You know, I see people around here, beautiful people. People who have been blessed in this church. You know, when I was in high school, I was a skinny ass, that music stand. And now look at me. God has blessed me. <laughs> I am too much sometimes. I was in the parking lot. Oh, I'm going to go out to the parking lot. And I'm going to see some cars from the people. Maybe driving some, you know, really nice cars. God has blessed you so much. God has given you not only material blessings, because we're talking about some material blessings. He has given you spiritual blessings. You are born again. You are loved. You're not alone. And if somebody said, no, you're an accident. You know, have you ever had those siblings, you know, that express love by saying, you're an accident. You're adopted. The truth is, you're loved. 
God gives you physical blessings and also spiritual blessings. You know, and as I was thinking about all of this, um, I couldn't think but think of my story when I came to Elam. I was 18 years old. Well, 19. I was 19 years old, and I was convinced I was going to be a surgeon doctor. I got a scholarship, all pay. My years of college were paid. I was going to be a surgeon doctor. But then God, you know God, opened door for me to come to the States. And I felt like God was saying, no, 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 that's over there that your medical things, that's not what I have for you. Of course, he talked to me through different things. And then what I didn't understand is that God was sending me to a different country, asked me to leave my family and friends behind, my culture behind, my language behind, because between you and I, four or five years ago, five years ago, I didn't speak English. I didn't even say, I don't know how to say hi. Well, I knew how to say hi, but. And I came to Elam, quitting my scholarship to become a certain doctor, to go in a career that is, in the eyes of the world, useless, to study in a different language, not having my friends, not having any money. And of course, I come from a family that is middle class. For us to hear that the semester cost back then, now it's a little bit more, $12,000, well, that is $12,000. That's a lot of money. I didn't, I didn't have the money to pay. I was destined to fail. That was me. I was destined to fail. Yet, in 2017, I graduated with academic honors. I graduated debt-free. I have no idea how I paid. I'm sure I paid because I wouldn't be here if I didn't pay. But I have no idea how I paid. And somehow, my brain is speaking English to you this morning. Not excellent, of course, because you know, I have my moments. But I'm speaking English with you. That is a reason for me to say, God, I thank you. Because I was destined to fail. Because I didn't have money. Because I needed to learn a new language. And here you are. You are good. And I'm sure God has done something in your life the same way. Remember the time that you didn't have enough and the Lord provided? Remember the time that you were sick and the Lord healed you? Remember the time that you had no idea if you're going to get married and the Lord blessed you with your spouse. Thank you. That is the God we serve. So I challenge you today to not complain, to fix our eyes on Jesus, to worship, 
Because worship, when you worship, when you say thank you, Jesus, when you declare his beautiful, like we were singing that his name has the power to save, that he has defeated death, all of a sudden, worship helps you maintain a heart of gratitude. So for a few moments, I want you to think in all the things that the Lord has done for you. What are the things that the Lord has done in your life? What is the thing the Lord has blessed you with? You're still alive. God has a purpose with you. You're not in the hospital. God has a purpose with you. Now let me make a parenthesis and, and say, well, Gabriel, that is good, but how about this? That the Lord didn't answer my prayer. You know, I was praying for healing for this person, and this person died. And I'm still praying. I'm still single. And I, I'm praying for nine months, ten months, and still have no money. Let's speak about that to the elephant in the room for a moment. Do you want me to be honest with you? Why the Lord hasn't answered you? This is the, this is the, uh, the, the complete honest truth. I don't know. I'm sorry to disappoint you, but I don't. I wish I knew and tell you yes. This is the reason why. I don't. But I know one thing. He's still faithful. Even if we feel it or not. He's still good. He's still God. If he wants, he will answer. If he doesn't, you know what? My trust is in him. So I have decided as a human being to let go all the wise. Why? Why? I'm going to let that go. Because I don't understand God. If you do understand, please come tell me. <laughs> but if you fully understand him, please feel free. I don't. But I still trust him. And you should too. I know it's hard. And I know the situation is hard. And maybe God broke your heart for not answering something you wanted. He's still good. He's still great. That's what I chose. I chose to let go of the wise. Because I want to know why. Just like all of us. But I let go of those things. And I just trust in him. So, I'm going to teach you a song this morning. Pretty simple. I'm going to ask you to meditate in the things that the Lord has given you. What, what are you thankful for? This morning. And we're going to learn a song. Really simple. And we're going to praise God for a few moments. So I'm going to give you a few seconds. To just meditate. What are the things that the Lord has done for you? Has blessed you. And if you are in the place that I said to you. A place that you have no idea why God is not answering. Just praise him and trust him. Because I wish I can tell you the reasons why. But I still choose to trust. And this is how the song goes. Lord, I thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. 
just like that and thank you and thank you dear lord and thank you from the bottom of my heart would you join me please and thank you thank you and thank you dear lord thank you from the bottom of my heart for the last time we sing and lord i thank you thank you my lord and thank you from the bottom of my heart jesus i thank you and i just worship you i let go of the wise and, and, and these things that i don't understand and i just choose to worship you because I want to have a grateful heart. I want to please you with my life, Jesus. And I want to thank you for everything that you have done and the things that you will do. And I also want to thank you in faith and trusting that you're not answering my prayer for a reason. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. There's no one like you, God. And there will be no one like you. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Let's sing again. And Lord, I thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. And Lord, I thank you. Thank you, dear Lord. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Just for the last time, your voices. And thank you, thank you, dear Lord, thank you from the bottom of my heart. And that's why we need to worship. Number one, because worship fixes our perspective. Remember this, every time you see a battle, remember this. Worship fixes our perspective. Don't concentrate on this tiny thing. Concentrate up there. And number two, worship help us what? Keep a heart of gratitude, thankfulness. That's what we need. Let's be Christians that don't complain or complain less. And be thankful. Would you stand with me, please? Worship team, can you come up? Oh. Jesus. Jesus. What is it that is not allowing you to sleep? Taking your mind, your energy. This is the time that we can surrender it to the cross, to Him. This is the, the time that we have to talk to Him. So, would you take a few minutes? And just say, Jesus, here's my problem. Here's where I'm struggling with. 
just take a few minutes. Be real. No, no need to have a, like a whole eloquent prayer. Just be real between you and God. God, I don't understand. This is troubling me. But I know that my problems in comparison with your greatness are nothing. Would you say that there where you are, God, help me to worship? Because I know that will fix my perspective and concentrate on you and not on the things that don't matter. And now shift a little bit and say, Jesus, I'm sorry if I have been complaining about my job, about my car, about something you didn't answer, about this. Help me to worship so that my heart keeps being thankful and grateful to you. We trust in you, Jesus. We trust in you, Jesus. And we confess that you are an awesome God. We give you praise, God. We give you praise. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
let's finish this time just declaring again how powerful he is how holy he is because your name is the light that the shadows can deny your name cannot be overcome let's confess your name is the light before ever lifted high your name cannot be overcome we confess your name is the light that the shadows can deny in your name cannot be overcome your name is alive forever lifted high in your name cannot be overcome we sing it again your name is a light with everything you have your name is a light that the shadows can deny in your name cannot be overcome in your name is life forever lifted high in your name cannot be oh yes it cannot be overcome we sing his name jesus oh jesus jesus you made the darkness tremble jesus Silence, fear, oh Jesus, Jesus, you made the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, once again, Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, you made the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, you silence, fear, oh Cause your name, cause your name is the light that the shadows can deny. Your name cannot be overcome. Your name is the light forever lifted high. Your name cannot be overcome. Jesus, oh Jesus, Jesus, you made the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus, you silence fear, oh Jesus, Jesus, you made the darkness tremble, Jesus, Jesus. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for this day. We thank you that you are in control and we can trust in you, Jesus. Lord, help us to worship so our perspective can be fixed and be on you. Help us to worship so we complain less and we keep our heart, a heart of thankfulness. That when hardships come, we trust in you. When a prayer that I pray doesn't go the way I want, I still trust in you. When I don't hear it and I don't understand why this way is keep going that way, that I let it go of my wise. And I trust in you. 
Lord Jesus, I pray for this church. Thank you, God, that you have allowed us to be here this morning with, with our family, your family. Lord Jesus, I bless this church, the leadership of this church. Help them to make the right decisions. Give them wisdom. I pray for their families, for their well-beings, because they also need prayer. They also human beings that go with the, go through the same things we do. Lord Jesus, I pray for the congregation, for the from the oldest to the youngest. Bless them, God. Make your face shine upon them, Lord. I pray for the volunteers, the tech team, the worship team, people who are behind the scenes. I thank you for them. Remind them that even though maybe they don't get a thank you, a good job, but you are watching and you're in control and you are the one who rewards. Lord Jesus, help us to be worshipers. We love you, God. And in your precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Give him a hand clap. Thank you. How many appreciate um, godly colleges, raising up godly kids? Amen. Come on. So um, let's just pray. Let's just pray this out. That was a good word. You know, it's um, the older you get, the more you appreciate. Um, that God is still raising up godly young men and women. Can anybody say amen? So please, the stuff that you see, the, the things that we hear, we, we have such a negative, a negative voice sometimes in the next generation. We need to be very careful because I'm telling you, God's doing some great things in young people. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning for this team. God, we thank you. We take time right now just for a few moments God, we truly believe that the next generation needs to be sharp, needs to be sold out, needs to understand who their God is. God, so we're asking you in this, this season that is probably the most bizarre season that we've all gone through, that you would truly raise up a generation that would seek you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. They would hear from God and follow the path and the purpose and the plan that you have for them. We pray for traveling mercies upon this team. We pray that you would continue to lead them and to guide them and to bless them. God, for every person here today, we continue to pray for your wisdom and your guidance and your health. God, watch over us and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Everybody say.